Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Brad Langill, the CEO of GoGold Resources. We've spoken to Brad on a couple of other occasions, and we get an update as to how things are going in the midst of this COVID-19 epidemic. He tells us it's business as usual. We discuss the slight late running of the 43101 resource. Um, it's due now in May, he explains why. We talk about their tellings project and the fact that that intellectual property still has real value even at today's silver prices. We also look at the Los Ricos project and how he's bringing that together to deliver what he tells us is the best project he's worked on in the last 20 years. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, Brad. How are you, sir? Good, good. I'm good in this new world we're living in. You're coping. You're coping. coping. You? So where are, you, where are you at the moment? I'm in uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Right. And uh, at home. At home. Okay. Well, that's the place to be. Um, well, let, let's get into this. I'm sure we will talk about the C word somewhere in the conversation. But for now, why don't you kick off with a one minute overview for people new to the story and we'll, and we'll get into it. Okay, uh, GoGold is a Mexican-focused uh, mining exploration development company. We have one operating mine, and we have um, an exploration project, which is really uh, now developed into two exploration projects over a 35-kilometer trend. The group and the four public companies that I've uh, been management of, CEO of, um, have been based in Mexico for well, my whole career. I've been at this 27 years now. So excellent relationships in the country of Mexico. Um, we're good at raising capital, which we deploy into our projects. We've built three mines over the last uh, 24 years. We've major re refurbished a uh, fourth mine. We've raised over $800 million equity for our projects, and we've raised over $200 million of uh, debt for our projects over the years. Okay, thanks, thanks, Brad. I mean, this you know, and we'll flash up some of the previous interviews uh, on the screen up here. Um, people should go and reference those for a bit more detail about the projects. But um, let, so let's kick off the question everyone's going to be asking: Is the coronavirus affecting business? Well, it's certainly the way we're operating is a little bit different than we were operating uh, a month ago. Uh, we're following. Um, all the procedures as far as sanitary, as far as, in fact, people entering the site, we're taking their temperatures, we're following, abiding by all the, uh, you know, the uh, laws in, in active Mexico to come up with this, um, and above. We're trying to follow the WHO uh, protocols. Okay. So the operation, the, the mine is still running um, as per normal, it, with the exception of those protocols. And our development asset is still uh, drilling away. Yes. Okay, so it hasn't slowed down what you're doing, but you have had to implement some new procedures. Those don't, don't sound like costly procedures. So is it genuinely business as usual? No, it's generally business as usual. Those procedures aren't, aren't costly really at all. They're just, um, they're just, you know, abiding to really most of it's good common sense. Right, right? okay. okay. I mean, in Mexico, at least so far, and, and we certainly hope it remains this way, um, the rate of um, COVID in, in uh, the population appears to be much lower than uh, obviously in Europe and in um, even in Canada and the US. So okay. for now, I hope that's a function of who knows, 
we don't know. Maybe it's warmer weather, maybe whatever, but uh, or or maybe it's just a lack of testing. We're you're not sure at this point, and we're monitoring monitoring it uh, day by day. So all of your workers are Mexican. Then you're not having sort of travel restrictions and and, and local Mexicans at that. Uh, so it's not affecting you know travel plans that affects has a knock on effect on your business by the sounds of it. So uh, travel, I mean, we do have uh, two gentlemen from Halifax who travel uh, back and forth. So that has been uh, well for now. It has been terminated that travel. Uh, myself, I'm very hands-on. I'm usually there every month. Uh, it's it's been a month now since I've been there, and and uh, you know it'll make it more difficult to be on on site from Canada here. But fortunately, most of our people, and we have a very very strong team and a very strong management team in Mexico. Our our chief operating officer lives in in Mexico, Anis Nami. So so he's there. Um, so it really hasn't impacted us too much. Okay. At, at this. No, we're, we're getting that a lot from a lot of the CEOs we've been interviewing. It, it seems to be a resounding business as usual. However, obviously, the markets are taking a different approach. I think we had that reset um, where, you know, at the end of quite a long bull run, I think a lot of the institutions are taking money off the table. Um, normal, I'd ex you'd expect that, but very quickly followed close on the heels by the COVID-19 outbreak and it, it going global very quickly that's had a big impact on a lot of junior companies you're in production you got some cash flows you've raised some money recently but your share price got knocked along and i'm not going to pick companies up on this because I think everyone's got knocked the 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 market sentiment seems to have you know taken it take you know take taken a whack uh, to the abdomen so what's your take on market conditions when it's going to recover you know and if if so do you think you'll get back to where you were you know i i think we're just in a broad base sell-off right now and um people are selling anything that's not nailed down so um it's a run to cash but we saw this in 2008 i mean um Everything was sold in 2008, and uh, then it came back, back up after the crisis has settled down. Um, I, I do feel that all this quantitative easing, and, and I think the governments and the central banks are doing the right thing. It's what they have to do. But there's been being a tremendous amount of money created right now, and and that typically in the longer term is good for uh, precious metals. So I I look forward to the price of the metal. Um, regaining what it's lost and, and going up from there. I think that uh, we've just almost exponentially just increased the, the money, the amount of money out there um, and the stimulus. Yeah, for, for, for sure. But it, let, let's be clear, you're, you're talking about two, two different things there. We're talking about your share price and its ability to right. regain value. Oh. And then you're talking about the price of gold. So. Can you give yeah. me your views on, on, on how yeah, the, I, both I, those things correct themselves? Right. And, and, and um, we talk about our share price has taken a, a hit. I mean, it had a, a very, very good year last year. We were up 200%. And um, we did uh, we did get our new project down in Lisco, and we've been drilling there, and the results have been extremely good, which was very good for our share price. You know, we uh, hit a high of about 85 cents. Um, we did opt to do a financing. Um, and, you know, there was some discussion about that. He said uh, dilutive, um, but we did it for one reason. It's because we were getting such 
great results on our project down in Jalisco at Los Ricos. And we were able to nail down some deals for some claims in what we're calling our Los Ricos North project. And, and that project, we're slowly working, a little bit quietly working away at that. Um, and we saw an opportunity there, but we had to get that consolidation done first. And really we've gone from being a two, starting out at two rigs to now we're at six drill rigs. Um, so it hasn't slowed us down there at all. And we had the opportunity, we went out for 15 million. There was a uh, demand for over 50 million and we, we sell it 25 million uh, Canadian. So the, the company has over 20 million US dollars, we report in US dollars in the bank. Um, Peral, hey, uh, you know, the, the metal price just hit 1250 silver, but um, really we've been making money at Peral around 700,000 US a month. We're also owed 11 and a half million from the Mexican government, US. So, you know, we're well, well positioned. And um, actually the, the financing now in hindsight uh, looks, looks pretty good. Well, it looks it looks like a stroke of genius, and you know sometimes uh, luck plays plays a part, uh, and timing plays a part. But you know you did that at seventy cents; it gives you a lot of cash in the bank at the moment. And you know if things did get worse, you've got optionality, I guess. There, uh, I should say you've got a little bit of revenue coming in. I want to dig into that in, in, in a second. So, the, the companies that we see struggling, the ones that don't have cash in the bank. You know, they, they are restricted in, in terms of what they can do. And if they do go and raise now, just one short month after you raised your money, that's a very expensive raise for most of these guys. So you, you must be pleased, I guess. Yeah, look, we're, we're happy. We're happy with the raise. We're happy, very happy with our balance sheet. We, even at 1250, you know, 1250 is below our all-in sustaining costs. But now our all-in sustaining costs has probably changed because the peso has just been clobbered. Um, it's up close to 24 pesos to the US dollar. And um, we generate, we sell in US dollars. 60% uh, of our costs are in pesos. So the peso devalues, our cost goes down. Hmm. And we're still getting that US dollar, which is strengthening. Interesting, the US dollar strengthening and gold's going up. But, um, you know, so we look at that and we say strong balance sheet, we have a mine that we've been operating now for five and a half years, which is working great. Mm -hmm. I, I really think that um, silver being at 1250 is an anomaly, but uh, with uh, the peso devalue, I, I think we're pretty close to uh, being cash flow positive still at site. And there's one other thing there I'd like to mention on, on site at the mine. We just are commissioning and we should be finished commissioning imminently a SART. And that uh, start is uh, a plant that we built for $3 million. Mm -hmm. It should pay back in the next six months. Um, as we speak here, we consume, uh, we were consuming 14 tons of cyanide a day. That's our biggest consumable. And it's in US dollars, by the way. Uh, and it's about 2,500 US dollars per ton. Now that start plant right now is generating about four tons a day. So an extra 10,000. Uh, U.S. a day, and it's generating copper too, which we can sell. So really, Peral, I, I feel that at mine site, we're breaking even still at these prices or doing a little better than breaking even. And I think it's an anomaly, the silver price at 1250. It's at a ratio to gold of 100, 
almost uh, hit 125 to one, which has never happened. Yeah, but, so, but so, silver, silver's been always has been fairly volatile. Uh, um, True, real, it's you know. So I, I, you, you've, got to, you've got to take a slightly longer term view, which is I guess, I guess what what you're doing in terms of your decision making and your planning. I, I I do understand that, but can I just compartmentalize? Because I don't want to get bounced around too much. Can I sort of compartmentalize this? So with the with the silver component of revenue stream, you know, we talked last time about the you know the tailings component for instance, where I think you talked about a $13 silver price being paid. I mean, how how do you manage the terms of those contracts whenever you know silver dips to below the price which you're being asked to pay? I mean, how, how does that work? Uh, sorry, the contracts? Uh... Yeah, on the contracting side. Because we, we, you talked about, you know, with um, when you with the tailings, you were, you know, removing the liability. You're doing the remediation there. But in the last interview, you talked about a price around thirteen bucks. Um, but at today's prices, that doesn't yeah, necessarily no, all, work. All in costs was yeah. around thirteen dollars. Yeah. And the contracts that we have are with the municipality, where it's fifty thousand dollars a month uh, that we pay them. That's that's our obligation. And uh, and no obligation to reclamate the old tailing site. That's the city's obligation. Uh, okay. Um, okay. We only have an obligation to reclamate the facility we built, which is of course at the same standard as U.S., Canada, Europe, that world standard. But um, as far as the cost um, at thirteen dollars, I'd go back again to you know there's been a lot of uh, things shifting here. And one of the main things shifting here is the peso has been okay. massively valued because they're an oil producer and, and their their peso got hit pretty hard, so that reduces our cost substantially. But, but and, how and much the, so? But how, are you making money still? I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I, uh, yes, that's that's what I'm saying. I, we're break even or making it a, a bit of money at site, even at twelve fifty silver. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I think we're in a very enviable position there. I doubt that there's any or very few other producers of silver in Mexico right now making money at these prices. But um, we we feel we, and you know, we're analyzing it, but we feel the, the peso probably reduces our cost by around a buck 50 an ounce. That's the number I wanted. Okay, understood. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. Um, oh. And with, with the tailings, you talked about sort of, you know, having some IP, some intellectual property, there you, you come out with your own process which um you think is quite unique obviously um and you talked about the ability to perhaps sell into you know other groups in south america because you, know, you know companies like drd gold or jubilee metals they, they they're doing their thing in africa there's no real competition in south america have you been carrying i know it's not core focus but have you been carrying on, on those conversations um you know we have and um you know the project is very much a project that the mexican government likes you know for obvious reasons the social mm. economic environmental um you know we now have a, an operation that's um operating it's been operating five and a half years we're looking at all kinds of opportunities of other tailings even if they're kind of far away if they're high high grade or for us high grade they can make economic sense to truck them over to our operation. So we have eight years of reserves today next to us at Corral, but we're looking for all these other opportunities within trucking distance of our operation. And there's some that we're looking at right now that could substantially, if they come together, 
could substantially impact our cost, reducing it and uh, increasing the metal produced. Um, also, we developed this technology. I mean, this almost proprietary, proprietary technology. Now, some of it's um, an agglomerate heat bleach is not uh, new to the world, but on tailings it is. And we found a way to do it that works. And it wasn't easy. The first three years were very difficult for the mine, but the last year and a, a year and a half, two years have been, it's, it's running quite nicely. And I just want to touch base there as well. Currently, our operation is running beautiful. Like we're going to have another quarter in line with what we've been doing the last two or three quarters. So, um, yeah, we do have something there. It's not the sexiest mining project in the world, but if it can make money, there's nothing wrong with that, especially in this new world. Well, from th that's again where I'm getting at, because I, I think this market reset is gonna, you know, sort the wheat from the chaff, right? And I'm trying to dig down and, and look at companies with, which have something different about them, you know, in terms of mitigating risk alternative revenue streams and this the tailings component here i know it's not core and we are going to come on to los ricos in a second it seems to be if you've got the process right and silver volatile silver bumps up a bit over the course on average you're going to be able to contribute to your overhead by making a, a margin on these things and if you're capable of nailing down these tailings contracts with other groups it could be quite meaningful you know, it's very attractive in terms of a sort of non-dilutory financial contribution. So when you say it's business as usual, you mean it, as opposed to, I'm sure I'm going to this week and next be hearing lots of business as usual messages without it, but it, it's not business, it's not making money as usual. It's a case of we're surviving. So I'm just trying to dig down and sort of understand if that's still on the table and if that is still, you think, going to deliver revenue for you going forward. No, I, Peral is going to deliver revenue. I think even at this price, it's delivering revenue. Um, and I think this price is an anomaly. But um, even though it's delivering revenue right now, our, our costs have just got reduced a lot by that SARP plan as well. Um, yeah. By $10,000 US a day. Uh, that's substantial. So, so Peral is delivering revenue. We're looking at more opportunity for Peral to try to increase that revenue. Hmm. And um, we have something that could be applicable to other tailings in Mexico in the future. But I, I think there's, I think the game may have changed a bit. I mean, I'm talking not just for Gogo, I'm talking for everybody. Hmm. I think as uh, we come out of this, uh, there'll be more of a focus on um, who is generating revenue. And, and the exploration development place, even the exploration development place, I think the focus on them will be more around, okay, you have something. Is this gonna be a mine in five years, seven years? Or maybe there's the first million ounces that you have in front of you that you basically drilled off and that that could be a mine in a couple of years. So I think the, the benefit of what I believe will be higher prices for the commodity um, are going to filter down obviously to the majors first and then to you know mid tiers and and producers and projects that are not in the grassroots but in the you know development stage and uh, I think we're well positioned in, the, in that regard as well no, I, th I think I think that's true a lot of what you just said is, is, is true and it's 
it's going to require people to look at the fundamentals of a business in a way which perhaps pre this current phase we find ourselves in they haven't done um, very well and we're certainly going to encourage people to look a little bit deeper as to the business fundamentals you know what is the management team doing to enable and ensure success going forward and I just quite like the tailings component um, as part of this story but let's get on to the main the main attraction which is your you told me on a couple of occasions is the best project you've been on or seen for the last 20 years lost recosts so what's been happening and and it still is we've been we were drilling with two rigs now we're at six we've um, been focused on the first area which is Los Ricos. Now we have two projects. Really, it's a 35 kilometer trend. We're focused on the southern end of that trend, which we're gonna call now Los Ricos South. And then we had another area called Monta Favor at the north end of the trend. It's 20 kilometers away. It is a separate project. Mm. And it's a very good looking project. Uh, we were in there with crews on the ground, but a little bit quietly because we had some real holes in the claim uh, package that we had to uh, close deals on, which we've done. Uh, we announced one about a month ago. And um, those deals now have consolidated everything we need there. Um, and, and brought in data. It's almost like at Los Ricos North, or Montevavor, we're renaming it Los Ricos North Project. It's almost like we're starting all over again, a year later, where we were at Los Ricos South. We started at Los Ricos South, we had 60 drills, and we went in there and started drilling and getting great results and uh, showing, you know, building up a resource there, which we will still get out in the next couple of months. And at Los Ricos North, we started off there, and once we got this deal done a, a month ago, that deal was really uh, pivotal for us. That also came with 50 drill holes, and they're not bad drill holes. There's a drill hole up there that's um, up to 24 meters at 27 grams gold. And um, there's a lot of drill holes up there like that. So the company we're dealing with, they're, um, they were last in there in the early 2000s. And uh, they just had a few small claims. And we were all around them with the claims that we own. And, uh, you know, they... Um, did a deal. They had a change of business. They're going in a different direction, uh, in a different business. And they contact us and said, would you like these claims? We saw the drill holes. We said, absolutely. And it's, it's not an expensive deal either. I mean, we're paying here about $450,000 over a couple of years. And, uh, you know, what we tying everything together up there, our team really feels that Las Ricos North now at 50 drill holes, at an earlier stage in Los Ricos South, because that's getting close to the first resource. And we think it should be a million or a million plus there in that first resource, uh, gold equivalent. That project to the North, Los Ricos North, we feel that that can, has the potential to even be larger. And uh, there's, uh, there's an old map that we have up there from uh, 1916, from the uh, Alisco monograph. And that map, shows 50 prospects on our claims up there. On the Los Ricos South project, that map showed about five. And and we've got one of them or two of them drilled now almost to completion. Los Ricos North, we have one team, they're just out climbing those hills 
and prospecting and finding targets to drill. And up there as well, we have the first three targets that are ready to drill. And we're just now getting the final permit so we can start drilling up those Los Ricos North. So, so okay. again, when, when we spoke before, you thought you'd have the uh, resource out by end of, end of March, around, around now, right? Right. Things have been, yeah. you've, you've just explained why that's sort of set back. When, when do you think that'll be ready? I, I think by by May for sure we're going to get that resource out. Okay. By, by May, and it is it is a it is a little delayed, um, and we've been doing a, a lot of drilling. We've just thrown a lot more machines at it after the financing. You know, we're hitting good results. We want to get everything into this main resource. I don't think, especially where things are in the world at the moment, that an extra sixty days will make much difference. So. It's better if it's cross, if it's a better defined resource with more measured and indicated, and if it's um, you know that's size. Yeah, I, 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 well, I don't think in today's market it matters if it's sixty days out if there's a reason for it because people still investors still expect management team to do what they say, and if the reason's good enough, like you're hitting some big numbers and you got some more drill rigs in there, and they're still hitting the kinds of numbers that you wanted. That's fine. I, I agree with you on, on that. But it's, there's, I think there's a need to, I mean, if I just look at some anecdotal information here, yeah. Brad, you know, yeah. our viewing numbers are up 70% in this last crazy month. And it's not necessarily because we're doing anything different. It's just because I think people are sitting at home waiting for news because they're not allowed out. And they've got to, got to get the data, right? So That's a good point. They're not distracted with other things as much, right? They're, they're actually not. at home. Exactly. Turning, turning it up. Yeah. Yeah, no, but they need you guys, guys like your company, to be talking to them and explaining why things are going on. So, resource will be at end of May ish. Is that is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're expecting a million ounces or so. A million ounces or so. The grade we're expecting, you know, it, it, it's. Two, two to three grams, two and a half to three grams is still the gold equivalent grade that we're expecting. Right. And and really the, the things that we're focusing on right now and take a little more time, mm. um, we want to get some deep drilling in there because what we have seen as we drill this thing deeper and deeper, we're getting some great results. Um, you know, we had uh, one of our deepest holes that hit um, uh, 18 meters of, 18, of eight grams. Now that's something we want to follow up. That's something that can be material to follow that up for the resource. So, um, and then to the Northwest on um, the trend that we're drilling, the 1100 meter trend, we've been getting some real good results there in a second war shoot that we're seeing. So we want to drill that. We want to include that in, in the resource. We want this resource we put out to best represent what we feel we have, what right. we saw that was being. And um, look, we're going to have lots of news over the next 60 days about, you know, things like that SART being finished. We got lots of news over lots of drill results coming out. And there's some great drill results. I'm sure we're going to come out in the next 60 days. Yeah. And and we have a, we're going to develop here that first resource that really is um, a better defined resource as well. One that we can move quickly into a PEA. Well, you know, that, 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 that brings it nicely onto my, my next point, Brad, which is guys like you, you, you've been there and done it before. You've been doing it for a long time successfully. You've bought, sold and made people money, that, which is fabulous, right? But 
you, you've got a picture in your head, and I'm looking at this going, okay, we've got a 43101 coming out in, in May. You have told me in the past, you've got a sense of what this thing's going to cost you. You've got a sense of the economics, because like I said, you've built, you've built plants, you've built mines, you've, you know, you've, you've, you've drilled holes, you know what's coming down the line, and you've got a feel for it. But at what point and how quickly can you get into some kind of economic study, which is what the market's going to look at? At first thing, probably a PA. It's you know, it's a fairly early economic study. But how quickly can you get there? And when does a pre-fees happen? What's what's that timeline look like? Well, I, I think we can get there very quickly, especially now. With you know, I look at it this way. I, I I think that if we can have an anchor on this project, this is where I'd like to end up. Here's an anchor that's a million ounces, one pit, mm -hmm. great grade, and and that we can put a PEA around, and it's it's solid. It's mostly measured and indicated. And we can do that, and we can say to the world, here's something that's solid. Here, you put your economics around that. Mm -hmm. And by the way, we're a year behind up at the other end of the trend, but we're hitting some amazing drill results up there. And then we have the best of both worlds. Well, we have a mine that's producing cash. We have a project that, that now becomes more, sure, it's a PEA, but it becomes more nearer term, nearer term economics, nearer term production. And, and uh, with a team that's built three mines and we've rebuilt a fourth, you know, that people say, well, these guys can sell it and there'll probably be a lot of, could be a lot of interesting buyers. And also these guys can build it. And uh, let's, let's see where the dust settles here. Let's see what, brings real value in the market. But, but come, let's come back, come, come back to the question, which was, tell me what that timeline looks like, or could well, look timeline. like, yeah. Well, for, for, the, for the PEA, um, really drilling this, all this drilling right now, can actually shorten up that timeline as well. Because when we're finished here, we're gonna have good data to do that PEA. And I think we can get that PEA done by the end of the year or first quarter next year. Okay. That's when we get it. Okay, so that, that's that's nice and aggressive. And then, because of the amount of drilling, do you envisage being able to get a PFS out quicker? Because these are the signals. This is the the, the language that is used in the market again yeah. to define how people value you. You've yeah. listed off a whole bunch of reasons why you're very comfortable because yeah. you've done it. You've done it being there, got the T-shirt. I get that. But people need these signals from you. So this accelerated timeline is important to them because there's a lot of people screaming for, for attention out there at the moment. So just, I'm just trying to get you to tell me how you're going to do it. Just the way that I, I think about that in my, in my head and from my, my experience and my team, you know, and the key guys have been with me 10 to 15 years and we've built minds together. Um, the way I think about it is that we drill this off. We, we drill this off. You know, we drill it off with the mindset, how does this look in a mine? Not just we're out doing exploration. Like we're building models all the time. We build pit models all the time, block modeling all the time. Every 10 holes we build, we add it to our block model. So what I'm trying to say is that, you know, for us, we're really drilling this off for it to be a mine, for it to be big, for, you know, for, this to be something very, very solid. This is not, this is not um, 
just promotion. This is just, this is real economics. This is real um, something that's, can you, the institutions in particular, and we just brought in some of the best institutions into that last financing. And, and those institutions can quickly see, and our, all of our investors will be able to see the real value of that. And, uh, and at the same time, at the other end of the project, we also have something that's going to develop to be what I think very, very large along with this. So you have the best of both worlds. You have one uh, end of the project, which is million, million plus, mm -hmm. that's nearer term, that's defined, that can quickly be moved through the next studies to get to the point where you say, hey, this thing's ready to go. You know, and at the other end, at the same time, we'll be building up the millions of ounces up there. And, and that's just a year or a year and a half behind. Yes. So I think that is that is this, the strategy. I think it's a strategy that's going to get us the most value in the market. And I think it's going to make us very appealing to some of our, you know, um, our peers as well. OK. OK. So, so, so not sitting there hostage you know, just saying, waiting for somebody to come in and make us an offer. We know well, how to build money. That, that's my point. What have the institutions bought into? They're, they're bought into the fact that you've got, you mentioned a word there, big. Uh, you've got scale to this. This is a very long strike uh, zone we're talking about here. And you're sitting at both ends. And what's the idea? So work your way down and meet up in the middle kind of thing. Is it, or the, have the op option of doing that. That's what's going to get the big guys to take notice of you and step in. I believe that we have one of the very best trends remaining in Mexico that is not developed. From my 24 years of experience doing this, from building some large mines, and uh, I believe that we have consolidated what hasn't been essentially consolidated since you know the early part of the last century, mm. and and we are you know it's to come up with things that are millions of ounces. That's, that's quite remarkable. I think, you know, myself, and this is my own personal view, I think we have a trend that ultimately with drilling and exploration success can be 5 million ounces plus. And, and it's just a strategy of how we develop what we see from our experience mm. as being something that has, you know, world-class size to it. And, and, you know, part of that will be you know, what's the narrative in the market? What does the investor want to see as well? Like we could do good technical work. We know how to take a project and move it through the stages of resource, um, economic studies, and we know how to do it quickly. And um, we have a lot of experience that we know what's worth chasing. And I'll tell you one thing, that 35 kilometers of strike length and Los Ricos North and the project where we're now moving on to the next stage, resource <clears throat> and beyond, that's the things from my experience in my career, that is exactly what we should be doing right now with Gold Gold. And, it, and I, I hold the same opinion. This is the best thing I've had in the last 20 years, maybe the best thing I've had in my career. And um, we have the bank account, we have the, the skill, we have the experience to develop this into what will be, I think, the most attractive project in Mexico. Brilliant, Brad. Ultimately, though, you've got to deliver for shareholders, okay? So uh, there's a lot of positives today. It's a difficult market. 
it's mining. It was tough already. Um, you're going to have to deliver for shareholders this year, and I think you're going to do that by better communication, more regular communication with them, because it seems to me you know what you're doing and you know where mm-hmm. you're going. So appreciate your time today. Thank you very much uh, from your, your bolt hole to, to mine here. Um, I hope we get out of this in the next few months, um, but stay in touch. Let us know how you're getting on. I, I'm, I'm very sure we will get out of this um, and we're continuing on as, as per normal and stay safe. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.